Welcome to the Warrior Parenting Podcast, where we empower your student to grow academically strong, social and emotionally mature, spiritually deep, and be prepared for life. Uh, I'm Caleb, one of the teachers at Longmont Christian, and we wanted to start this podcast so that you parents could hear um, more about those areas. So on each episode, we'll be unpacking one of those three things, as well as you'll be getting an interview from several of our staff, so you can get to hear more about their heart behind what they love to do at Longmont Christian School. So let's jump into today's conversation. Today is going to be a little bit of a different kind of episode um, than what we've done so far. There's no guest. um, It's just me. Uh, And what I wanted to do was, so we just had parent-teacher conferences over the the 14th um, and the 15th last week. And I obviously was around, but I didn't really go to anyone's conference. Um, And so I wanted to kind of just do a check-in with all the families, or at least everyone who listens, um, to talk about what I've learned as we've been doing this spiritual um, development and how um, there's some things that we've been able to just see about your kids uh, uh, through that. So first of all, a couple of disclaimers to start. Um, I won't really give specific age groups things other than I might say like elementary or middle school. I'm not going to say like, oh, the sixth grade class really felt like this way because um, in some of our groups, you know, the, the number of students who are in there isn't like huge. And so it probably wouldn't be uh, super hard for you to narrow down like who I'm talking about. So this is more kind of like a broad picture of what the kids are saying and, and some things that they're talking about. Um, and then I also will kind of close with uh, a few things that I think that you guys could could do or that you are doing and should continue doing or things that you might hear that another parent has been doing um, to help you be able just to be that spiritual leader and kind of the lead discipler in your kids' lives. So whenever I get a kid to talk with them about what's going on, kind of how that process works is I don't like um, bring them to my office in the gym and we sit in my, you know, room and just kind of sit down and I have the questions and I ask them and they say something and I type it. That's not how this goes. Um, typically my experience working with youth, um, I mean, man, it's been for a few years now, you know, I was, I was youth pastor. And then before that, I also worked at like a, a rehab for, um, adolescents. So I've worked with kids for a long time, but typically what I've noticed is they talk the best when they're doing something. Um, so a lot of times we'll go play like air hockey or foosball in the hub. Um, I'll take them to the gym and we'll shoot baskets or we'll throw the football or we'll go outside and shoot baskets or whatever. And I think that once I can get them, um, more just involved by physically doing something, they tend to like open up a lot more. Um, and a thing that I've noticed is we have like 10 categories right now that we're looking at and measuring for like spiritual growth. Um, And I think that might be too many. Um, Next year, I might cut it down a little bit. I like all the categories, but there might be some ways that I can like combine other things and and kind of work out the better ways for uh, those questions to be like asked. So it's not so much stuff because in, you know, like this, probably these conversations tend to be about 15 minutes long just because um, that's. One, I'm not taking them out of their like class time. And two, 
Um, I'm also don't want to like overwhelm them by asking them all these questions. And so one of the things I've noticed is originally in the plan I had put down that I think I was going to meet with every kid once a semester. And now that we're getting into this, I think it's going to have to be like, I'm going to need to meet with everybody more often and then for less time so I can kind of help build relationships with your kids and then dive into kind of what um, they're doing. So we're, we'll be doing basketball and then I'll just kind of ask them questions like, hey, like what's your favorite um, Bible story or what times, you know, do you pray? Like if you pray, uh, do you pray with your family? Things like that. And I remember I had um, each grade got questions that were like, age appropriate for what they were going to go through. And so here are the, the categories um, that we are kind of trying to look at to find more information about. So we have biblical knowledge, prayer habits, worship, participation, kindness and compassion, um, service and outreach, scripture memorization, spiritual questions. Like it, So that's like if they ask spiritual questions, attitude and behavior, um, understanding of salvation, and then discipleship growth. Okay, so that's like, are they trying to help someone else with their discipleship growth? Um, and so I'm actually going to start with that one because I think that that has been one of the coolest things that um, I've seen happen on campus the most. Uh, one of the main indicators I see for that is some of our older kids in our middle school will spend some time um, doing like prayer buddies with a couple kids in our younger elementary grades. And it has been really cool to hear them say like, oh, I really like teaching, um, you know, blank, fill in the blank second grader uh, how to pray. And because they get together and they do these prayer buddies every now and then. And that's something that um, I think is so valuable. Just one for like the second grader to be able to have a kid who's further along and specifically a kid who's like, the king of the school, if you will. I mean, we all kind of remember what it was like to be in those um, those grades where you're looking at how the the eighth graders are acting and they like seem like the oldest, coolest kids. But to have like that student come down and then like pray with you, I think is really powerful for those kids that they have those prayer buddies. Um, and then the other thing too is for those kids who are teaching it um, and like helping guide that, that's also huge because by the time you're in eighth grade, you know, you should have, if you've come up through LCS, you should have a pretty clear understanding of like what prayer is and how to do it. But when prayer can really become real to you is when you get the opportunity to see, to like teach it. Um, I'm not ashamed of this big Grey's Anatomy fan. And in Grey's Anatomy, one of the things that they talk about a lot is when they're teaching someone how to do some procedure in the, you know, operating room they say okay you got to like uh it's see uh, one do one teach one okay see one do one teach one is kind of the the process they go through and i think it's the same for like prayer in the educational setting where it's like okay you're gonna see your teacher pray a lot and you're gonna hear like other kids in your classmate in your class pray a lot and then eventually you're going to be asked to pray and, and you're going to see like what that's like. And then after that, like you get the opportunity here at LCS to then pray for, um, other kids. So I think that that one is specifically really cool. Um, the other one that I thought was interesting was scripture memorization. Um, and only because we go through, I'm not even sure which grade it starts. I think it starts kind of in that kindergarten range. You start to memorize scripture 
And what I've noticed is kind of by the late elementary years, kids are very, very good at memorizing their Bible verse on Thursday night, saying it Friday, and then forgetting it by 9 p.m. or 9 a.m., sorry. Um, And so one of the ways I tried to like lean into that more was uh, I would ask kind of like, hey, when you have those tests and quizzes, how do you do? And that was, you know, like, oh, well, I really work on it hard Thursday. And then when I go on Friday, I, you know, have it ready to go. And then I'm like, okay, well, can you tell me what last week's was? And they're like, nope, I can't. And so uh, the the phrase I've kind of put around that is like, okay, well, what is a passage that you've learned that has really like meant a lot to you? And a lot of kids were able to like articulate that and say like, oh, I really think um, John 3.16 was a common one uh, because that's when they don't forget when they memorize it is, that, is they just know like what it is and, and, and where it comes from. Um, let's see here. So when we talk about, uh, service and outreach, okay. Service and outreach, the way I saw this demonstrated the best in the middle school, um, was with the kids who were like involved with their youth group at church. Okay. And so I used to be a youth pastor. Um, I think there are a lot of good things about youth group. I think there can also be a lot of bad things about youth group, but I think like right now for your kid's life, um, it's, it should be pretty important for your family that you're figuring out how to get them to youth group. Uh, mostly because like, like they can right now they're learning about Jesus at school, but when they can be in the context, when they're learning about Jesus alongside other kids who are learning about Jesus, who don't go to a Christian school. Um, I think that transition and what they're not transition, but that, uh, different perspective that they would learn in like their youth group, small groups, um, or for other people could be like really valuable. And typically the youth groups will have good opportunities for service outreach. There was a middle schooler who talked about how much they loved to, to go to the, they went to their youth group and then their youth group like together served in the like, um, first grade room at their church. And so she, that was their big perspective on like service and outreach. And then the other thing that's important too, about being involved in like a youth group like that is we do have a small middle school. Um, and so any concerns you might have about having your kiddo be at a small school, those things can help to be filled with them being involved with a youth group that might be a little bit, um, larger. So you, but you still have that same, like, okay, we're building good relationships, um, inside of that space. So if you have a kid who's even slightly interested in going to youth group in middle school, I would definitely get them there. Um, from my experience as a youth pastor between that, like seventh and eighth grade range is when they try to like start to fall off. Usually the sixth graders can be a little bit like intimidated to go to youth group. Um, but once they're there, they like having fun, you know, playing the games and doing whatever. Um, okay. So the, let's talk quickly about, uh, biblical knowledge. I think this, we have strong biblical knowledge, um, really across the board. A lot of the kids are able to articulate to me the differences between, um, the old Testament and the new Testament, and then what that means, um, in light of Jesus, right? Like how Jesus is the separator between those two things and, and how he connects them. So that was pretty encouraging. Um, how I kind of led those discussions was I would ask a kid, Hey, like, what's your favorite Bible story? And they would be like, Oh, um, Ruth. And I was like, do you know where Ruth is in the Bible? Like, yeah, Ruth is in the old Testament. And so 
uh, having like those types of conversations with them was really cool to see. Like they just have a strong understanding of where things are at, like almost across the board um, with those things. And and when I say across the board, I mostly mean from like the third to probably eighth grade. They have a good understanding of it. Working more with the kindergartners and up, they're still trying to grasp those like basic ideas, but do have a good concept of like, you know, that the Bible is God's word, which is kind of the line of biblical knowledge that I would hope that like we're instilling in them at that age. And then the, the last one I want to cover on this piece of this before we get into some tips or not some tips, but just, um, you know, the next part of this is the prayer habits. Um, I, so prayer, we pray a lot here. I know a lot of the teachers pray, like obviously in their classes, we play, pray in chapels. Um, I think in middle school, they pray at the beginning of every class. Uh, but so, yeah, so there's a lot of prayer that's going on. Um, when talking about kids praying in their own lives, that one, um, there was some confusion on, I think for sure about what it means to really just have like a talking relationship with God where you're, um, you know, Paul talks about it as like, you're praying without ceasing. It's almost like you're breathing that's how often you're praying. And so that's one that I'm working on, um, uh, with chapels. And then when I just have those chances to have those one-on-ones with the kids where we talk about prayer, what it means, and then how they can like have a full prayer life. And I think it's big, especially for the anxiety side of things, because, um, that is just prayer is just a place where you can literally the Bible talks about casting your anxieties onto the Lord and having like a place for that. And that's one of the most, especially in that middle school age, valuable pieces of what um, you can be doing in your Christian prayer life. So something that parents have been doing really well though with prayer, and this is my first point on like things that you should keep doing. And if you haven't, or you did it for a while, you might want to start it up again because it was it's really impactful for your kids. A lot of the times where I'd say, hey, like, what's your prayer life like? The number, like, one way I hear the kids talk about it is they go like, oh, when my mom and dad pray with me in the car on the way to school. They're like, that's like the main time that we pray. And that's such a good time for you to do that with your kids because it's like, you know, you might have been yelling and screaming to get out of the door. You know, you might have been like, oh, shoot, I forgot the lunch or the snacks or whatever that is. But once you're in the car, it's like you're you're headed down the road and you're just going to go until you get there. And I know kids can like want to have their iPod or want to put in their AirPods or whatever. But that is a great time for you. To be like, hey, just before we get there, I'm just going to stop and say a quick prayer. But everything we got going on today, you know, do you have like a test that you have coming up or things like that um, that those who brought it up that you could tell that praying time before the day started really meant a lot to them. Um, so then the, the next thing is kind of like a tip that I think could help you, um, kind of create more conversations with your kid about what's going on spiritually, if that's something you want to do. And this one's probably more helpful for elementary, um, than it is for like the middle schoolers. So, um, uh, I teach the elementary chapels and what happens is, uh, you know, I kind of have a staple of questions. I try to ask them that like, uh, ground them in like basic biblical concepts. So like, for example, when we talk about sin, um, I talk a lot about how sin is originally this term for archery, like with a bow and arrow. So think like Robin hood, some of the older kids, 
you know, understand what the Hunger Games is so they know who like Katniss is or whatever. And we talk about how like in archery, um, you have like your target and the middle is like the mark you want to hit. And then what sin is, is any arrow that you shoot at the target that misses the mark, right? It can go way off or it can just miss it by a little bit, but that's like the archery term for sin. And so when we look at when God is using sin in the Bible, what God's saying is, I want you to be like, to be with me. And I want you to be like in my presence and, and, and be with me. And when we miss the mark of being like God, that's where we fall into sin. And thankfully Jesus finishes that off for us so that he is the one who's helping us get reconnected back to God. So that's like how we talk about sin, um, in chapel. And so I will almost bring that up all the time because I'm really focused on, I want I'm wanting kids to understand that Jesus is the way to God and Jesus is the one they need to put their faith and their trust in, um, and listen to him. And the Bible tells us about like what Jesus does and thinks. And so that's kind of how we use all that. But then at the end of every chapel, so I, I'm up there giving it, Mr. Hayes um, is sitting in the audience with some of the kids and he will write out kind of like a, an opening conversation starter that re that like explains what chapel kind of was about and then explains a way that you can bring that up with your kid. Um, and so if that comes out in the weekly warrior um, and it's a good helpful way for you to just kind of one, read it so you know that like what's going on in, in chapel and what we're talking about. And then two, if you do want to continue to find a different way to spiritually help develop your kids, you can check uh, that out and then talk about that through with them. Um, I have not figured out a plan for that still for middle school. Um, I'm still working on that, but hopefully I'll be able to come up to, with some conclusion for that soon. So um, I'm going to pray for you guys and then you can just move on to the next episode in your podcast. Jesus, thank you so much for all of our parents here at Longmont Christian School. I'm so thankful that um, I get to be in a place where I can serve them and help them be the best discipler of their kids. Um, I pray that you help their kids with whatever they're going through, whether it's, um, you know, working on the different like learning disabilities or learning differences that they might be having in the classroom, or maybe it's some emotional issues that they're having with another student, or maybe there's just hard relationships going on between the student and parent right now. And God, I pray that you would come into those moments that these parents are working through and that you would give the parents a sense of comfort um, and their spirit so that they know uh, that you're right alongside them in this stuff with their kids and that you're going to give them the strength that they need to keep on going and push through in Jesus name. Amen.